Welcome to VoiceOver Experts, brought to you by Voices.com, the number one voiceover marketplace. VoiceOver Experts brings you tips, pearls of wisdom, and techniques from top instructors, authors, and performers in the field of voiceover. Join us each week to discover tricks of the trade that will help you to develop your craft and prosper as a career voiceover talent. It's never been easier to learn, perform and succeed from the privacy of your own home, at your own pace. This is truly an education you won't find anywhere else. Now for our special guest. Hi, this is Julie Williams, a voiceover talent and coach with well over three decades of experience in voiceover. Let's just say I started young, okay? Uh, I want to talk a little about e-learning and narration today. So many people have the perception that commercials and audiobook narrations are storytelling, but narration and e-learning is about announcing which is why those of us who aren't announcers are getting the most of the work. Um, I've got a couple of tips that'll help you be more conversational in your narration reads. They are, number one, adding color to your presentation, and number two, phrasing, which encompasses a whole lot of things. Let's start by the simplest, adding color to your reads. To add color to your reads means to make the read sound like what it is saying. Um, it's one of the simplest concepts in voiceover, and believe it or not, most talent don't do it. It involves making, say, the word long sound long. For example, it was a long day. It was a long day. Which one do you believe? Do you think that because it's a narration that you should do the first one because it's, I don't know, serious or something? Wrong. It's not about sounding serious or announcery. It's about storytelling, communicating a message to the audience, not talking at them. I recently gave advice to someone who was um, on one of our webinars as a reader. Um, I gave it to him privately after the fact, of course. I asked if it was okay if I gave him a little advice regarding his demo, and he said yes. So I mentioned him sounding a little bit too announcery on the narration demo, and he said, that's my brand. <laughs> and I just thought, well, at least they'll know ahead of time not to hire you. <laughs> because it's not a brand, it's a, it's a defect, okay? Nobody's going to hire people who sound like announcers. It's just not that way anymore. Here are a couple of samples that you'll hear in demos that I did for some of my students where you can hear how they color their words well in narration and even medical narration demos. Jean is a successful New York talent. Um, we've got a, a great coloring words example in his medical demo here. Listen to how he says absurd. I mean, you really feel it. Of all the paradoxes in the world, surely one of the most absurd is that the very same genome that gives us life inevitably also takes it away. There's no question that Gene is a fabulous talent. You can see why he gets so much work. And he's anything but an announcer. And it's not about his voice either, even though he does have a great voice. Sandra is a medical doctor in Canada, and this is her medical demo. She had no experience at all when we got together. In fact, we had fewer than five sessions when I produced this demo for her. That's very unusual because I always wait till somebody's ready for a demo before I'm willing to produce one. But she's just a natural. I mean, that's all I can say. Notice the way she says the word deep. Reaching into the deep dermis and finally into the subdermal microvasculature. Another U.S. voiceover talent, I won't have to tell you what words he's coloring in his narration demo. Glorious sunshine on your shoulders. 
blissfully warm water. All of these are examples of coloring words in narration demos. It's about telling the story. Okay, now let's move on to phrasing. One of the biggest mistakes I ever see in talent is their phrasing. They start with the capital letter and end at the period is how I like to say it. But that's not how we talk. We tend to phrase things. And think about your presentation. Think about this. Think of a, a special occasion meal at a five-star restaurant, okay? After all, you want to give your clients five-star service, right? Okay, do you gobble it up, wolf it down with the purpose of clearing the plate and filling the stomach, or do you savor it? It's not always about the end result. It's also about the experience of learning, which is what you want the audience to do on narrations and e-learning work. Think of a mystery novel. If they describe the murder and then tell you the butler did it, they deprive you of the entire story. And that's the whole point, the story. Don't rush from the capital letter to the period. Let them enjoy and learn from the story. Your phrasing enables the listener's brain to catch up with the information that can be quite technical or detailed. Okay, here's another thing. Punctuation that's put in a script can tell us a lot, particularly in lists. It can tell us, you know, what's associated with what, what's what, what's one entity and, and what's a couple of different entities, you know. But we're not locked into their punctuation. They're the writers, but we're the storytellers. I want to play the complete demos of Jean, Sandra, and Tim, and I want you to hear how they don't start at the capital letter and end at the period. And notice that it works. Just listen to Gene's medical demo and notice the phrasing. Notice how many pauses he has at places where they wouldn't have put a comma. And note that on every single segment, he has got the phrasing down. He is just telling the story. Progressive encephalomyelitis with rigidity in myoclinus is characterized by rigidity, hyperplexia, and brainstem signs. Glycine receptor alpha-1 antibodies have been described in patients with progressive encephalomyelitis with rigidity and myoclonus. Here's an example. A 14-month-old child developed startle-induced episodes with generalized rigidity and myoclonus, axial hyperextension, and trismus. Of all the paradoxes in the world, surely one of the most absurd is that the very same genome that gives us life inevitably also takes it away. Even when they aren't killing us, our genes are generally making existence more difficult than seems absolutely necessary. Clustered acetylcholine receptor antibodies have been detected in a proportion of patients with previously zero-negative generalized myasthenia gravis, but their presence in patients with ocular myasthenia gravis and their pathogenicity in vivo are unknown. As faculty, we become experts at intervening with residents who have difficulty with clinical competence. One-on-one -on -one methods such as immediate feedback, Modeling correct behavior, role-playing, or even video review can be highly effective and quickly help the doctors with clinical competence issues. The purpose of our study, outcomes after treatment of advanced oropharyngeal carcinoma with radiation or chemoradiation, was to report survival and longitudinal functional outcomes in advanced stage cancers of the oropharynx. The standard clinical functional outcomes protocol followed Karnofsky performance status and Eastern Cooperative Oncology Group procedures. Linda has many options from this page. She can elect to enroll in health insurance, add a dependent, or search for additional resources in her area. And in Sandra's demo, listen to all of her phrasing, of course, but pay particular attention to the spot about the songbirds. I love this, how she puts hesitations in 
at just the right time to make you feel like she's thinking as she goes along, like she's not reading a script but telling you what she's thinking. I do this a lot, even in standard e-learning projects, and my clients not only keep coming back, they refer me to others. The novel L-selectin ligand, isolated from aphanosomonon floss aquae, has complex biological activities in vitro that could explain the increase in circulating stem cells observed after consumption of the aphanosomonon floss aquae extract stem enhance in vivo. The skin? That's right. The skin is the largest organ of our body. The conversion of electron motive force into proton motive force is carried out by three electron-driven proton pumps, NADHQ oxidoreductase, Q-cytochrome C oxidoreductase, and cytochrome C oxidase. When the young finch is learning to sing, he almost babbles like a human baby would. During this time, nuclei in the song control center change in size and organization. This tiny songbird has shown us how a behavior, such as learning a song, can actually change a genome. In contrast, if large numbers of liver cells are lost, perhaps by surgical removal of part of the liver, the remaining liver cells are stimulated to proliferate. Click the green arrow to watch an animation. When applied to the skin, glutathione, via the phospholipid carrier, is able to penetrate various levels, like so, reaching into the deep dermis, and finally into the subdermal microvasculature. Thinking as you go. Okay, now let's hear Tim's demo and how he does his phrasing to sound conversational on all of his reads, even though they're all a little bit different. Watch the way he swings. Did you see how he followed through? Here, those ganglia are shown much farther from the spinal cord. From each of those ganglia, postganglionic axons extend to the various organs. Take just a moment to think about it. Glorious sunshine on your shoulders, blissfully warm water, a sunset sailboat cruise with cocktails and appetizers. But if you're trying to catch up a little after a particularly sleep-deprived night with the baby, a 90-minute nap is better because it'll get you through an entire sleep cycle. Today, new light has been shed on the breast cancer battlefield, illuminating the exact biological path that leads to tumors. It's a cancer-stopping breakthrough discovered at the University of Michigan with tremendous promise for millions of men and women everywhere. For patients requiring dialysis, anemia is a ubiquitous problem a consequence of the inability to stimulate endogenous erythropoietin production, which principally occurs in the kidneys. Every space has a presence, a distinct voice that comes from within, that sets it apart and makes it wholly memorable. It's a single element that lends a classic timelessness that never quite seems to age it. And as we wrap up, there are a few other tips I want to pass along to you. One is about phrasing, just what we've been talking about. Okay, let's say we have a list, and sometimes it'll be written um, as, as ABC. You know, it'll be written in bullet points. Okay, let's say the list says, in this module, you will learn to A, blah, 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 B, whoopie doo, C, yada, 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 yada. I would say 90 Nine out of like a hundred talent would pause after the word two, saying, In this module, you'll learn to a blah, 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 blah. Well, what I would say is phrase before the two and be more conversational. In this module, you'll learn to blah, 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 yada, 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 etc.
Another tip in being conversational, very simple, is to add an and or an or, whatever's appropriate for the script before that last bullet point. Most of the time, they won't say anything. They'll want it conversational, and it may have been written more for a PowerPoint than reading, and if they want it changed, you can change it. But I have no hesitation in changing the script just a little bit to make it sound more conversational. And finally, this will be contrary to what many people have told you about changing the script. It is okay to add contractions in the script where it says, it is, you can make it its if it feels right to you. Now, if they're contrasting isn't with it is and they want to stress the word is, well, obviously you wouldn't do that, but you'd feel that, right? You can make contractions anytime you want to to make it more conversational. And um, the worst that'll happen is they ask you to change it, which... Frankly, they never, ever, ever have asked me to do. And hopefully you'll really feel when it's more conversational to do that, because in the final analysis, narration and e-learning are all about feeling what you're saying. I'd like to thank Voices.com for the privilege of inviting me to do this podcast and, and to invite you to subscribe to the free VoiceOver Insider magazine for talent and our podcast as well. We've been around for nine years now, and you can sign up at VoiceOverInsider.com. And also like VoiceOver Insider on Facebook because we post more there than we even post on the magazine site. And finally, if you have any questions about any of this stuff, please feel free to email me at julie at voice-overs.com. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about the special guest featured in this Voices.com podcast, visit the VoiceOver Experts show notes at podcasts.voices.com slash voiceoverexperts. Remember to stay subscribed. If you're a first-time listener, you can subscribe for free to this podcast in the Apple iTunes podcast directory or by visiting podcasts.voices.com. To start your voiceover career online, go to voices.com and register for Voice Talent membership today.